Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Is Credit Suisse on the verge of financial collapse? In today's video, I'm not going to leave it to news articles or tweets from other people. I'm going to tell you exactly how to look into a bank and analyze yourself whether or not it's on the brink of financial collapse. By doing this, I'm going to give you uh, what people spend months learning in large companies or at top universities and what they pay thousands of pounds to learn all for free. Just listen for the next 10 minutes for free and you will fast track your way and learn what others take about half a year to fully understand. This type of information should be made available to everyone for free. I don't believe in institutions charging for this type of knowledge and insight. I'll also let you know how a potential Credit Suisse collapse will affect the crypto markets. Before we get to that point in the call, however, we will look through the charts and top headlines in the crypto news today. So let's dive in. BTC on the one day chart has been performing pretty well, recently trading over the 19.5k level, edging closer and closer to that all important 20k level. So what exactly has caused this bullish momentum? Coindesk references the Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Index or the ISM. Surprisingly, we saw a monthly decline in this number, which measures factory activity. The drop didn't send asset prices soaring, but it offered faint hope that the economy was slowing meaningfully, inflation would soon be waning, and the US central bank would be able to ratchet back its recent monetary hawkishness. Markets have indeed been desperate for signs of improvement in the inflation battle that Federal Reserve officials see as key to long-range economic stability. Interest rate hikes are usually damaging for risk assets like stocks, the Nasdaq, crypto markets, and the Federal Reserve continues to increase interest rates when it looks like the economy is growing too quickly when inflation is out of control. So this indicator that manufacturing activity is decreasing was a good sign, potentially suggesting that they will stop raising interest rates so aggressively and that will give risk on assets like crypto markets a little bit of room to run and breathe. Ethereum is currently trading above the 1.3k level, also doing pretty well following Bitcoin's lead here. BTC and ETH done, we head on over to the altcoin market charts and we can see our top performers on the 24 hour are Chainlink and Elrond. Recall that we did see recently good news coming in for Chainlink and Chainlink Marines. Swift partners with Chainlink for cross-chain crypto transfer project. The project will connect Swift's network to nearly every blockchain to allow traditional finance players access to digital and traditional assets on one network. It is likely then that at least some of the Chainlink pump is fundamentally driven. As for Elrond, not really sure where to start with this ecosystem. It's very unique and interesting. If you want to learn more about it, let me know in the comments and I'll put something together for Elrond. Charts done, we move on over to the top headlines in the crypto news today. And remember, we're going to get that finance economics masterclass at the end of the call where we discuss banking, credit suisse, and why it might collapse and what it would mean for the crypto market. So lots of good stuff to come. Top headline one, Max Payne. Yesterday, the SEC released a statement that they had fined Kim Kardashian $1.26 million and not for being fabulous. Celebrity shills are nothing new, but it is interesting to observe the SEC widening their net and ramping up activities. 
In June last year, Kim Kardashian promoted Ethereum Max to 250 million followers on her Instagram. Using hashtag Emacs, the reality star claimed she was sharing what her friends just told her about the Ethereum Max token. Despite also using hashtag ad, she did not disclose a payment of $250,000 to promote it. This was a key reason why the SEC took action. Emacs tokens lost more than 95% of their peak value, mostly within six weeks of the post being made. A general market turndown has not helped reverse fortunes. Taking a look at the Emacs chart, we see a very, very steep ascent at the beginning and then a crash right down, which has yet to recover. The SEC said the fine has been accepted and Kardashian would not promote any crypto asset securities for three years. Whenever you see someone you admire or respect advocating something, always ask yourself, why are they doing this? For example, some celebrities have previously shown interest in crypto. If they discuss a crypto project, perhaps it is not so surprising. But for someone like Kim Kardashian, who never had anything to say about crypto, to suddenly come out and say something like this is suspicious to say the least. Always ask yourself, what are the motivations of the person who is advocating I take some sort of action or look into some sort of project? Moving on to a slightly more positive headline, MasterCard is to combat crypto fraud with a new tool, according to CNBC. MasterCard is set to debut a crypto-related fraud prevention solution for banks and card issuers. CryptoSecure visually assesses risk via artificial intelligence and on-chain data, allowing card issuers to decide on necessary actions. Fraud in the blockchain and digital asset industry remains a priority for regulators in the US and Europe. Just two headlines remain until we get to the alpha drop regarding Credit Suisse at the end of this call. A non-fungible mutiny. Everyone's heard of OpenSea, with the boom in non-fungible tokens over the last 24 months. If you haven't heard of them, you must have been living under a virtual rock. OpenSea was founded in 2017, the first and now largest marketplace for NFTs. Early conviction and a strong product have allowed them to grow over 200 strong. But as a team grows, so do the issues amongst them. Last year, Nate Chastain, a former high-ranking employee, was accused of fraud and money laundering. Chastain was allegedly front-running OpenSea's market-moving promotions, also known as insider trading. As the head of product, he was in charge of selecting what NFTs would appear on OpenSea's homepage. If you open up OpenSea, you'll see that a lot of NFTs are showcased on the homepage. The indictment states that he brought about 45 NFTs before they were featured, selling them shortly after and profiting from the increase in prices. According to recent filings, Chastain is now making three moves in his defense. Firstly, he wants to subpoena his former employer with his defense team, hoping to receive any documents or communications in which OpenSea CEO and co-founder reference Chastain. Second, Chastain is trying to strike the term insider trading from the case as this is a violation directly related to securities and commodities which NFTs are not currently classified as such. Finally, he claims the FBI investigation violated his fourth and fifth amendment rights in their search of his home. As a result, he's requesting any statements he made or collected during the search be excluded from the case. Whether the NFTs are securities or not, this kind of activity, if proven to be true, is clearly an abuse of information and power. The crypto markets are all about fair opportunities and fair play for everyone involved. This kind of action, if left unanswered for, goes against the very principles that the markets stand for.
Final headline then, just so that we end on a bang. Binance opens two new offices in Brazil and team doubles since March. Binance revealed it has more than 150 employees to cover its operations in Brazil and appears to be in good standing with the local government and regulatory agencies. Crypto exchanges like FTX and Binance continue to pave the way for the future of the crypto markets. But does every institution or company have a future? Credit Suisse is in the spotlight recently, despite moves to calm concerns. At the very heart of the issue is questions regarding Credit Suisse's solvency. Pay attention for the next few minutes and you'll learn what many people pay hundreds if not thousands of pounds to acquire. Solvency is the ability of a company to meet its long-term debts and financial obligations. Solvency can be an important measure of financial health since it's one way of demonstrating a company's ability to manage its operations into the foreseeable future. So there is a requirement for all banks to be solvent. They need to be able to meet their long-term debts, like repaying people they've borrowed money from, such as me and you when we deposit money in the bank. But how can we assess solvency? Fortunately, there are different financial statements that companies produce, and one of them is called a balance sheet, and it exists to measure solvency. Three components to a balance sheet. Number one, assets. An asset is simply what a company owns. For example, literal cash at hand in their bank accounts, inventory, stock on their shelves, investments they've made, PPE or plant property and equipment, buildings they own, big machinery, intangible assets. Not everything that has value has a physical structure like a machine. For example, patents are very valuable and they're not something that you can necessarily hold in your hand. So that's one part of a balance sheet or a company's solvency. How much do you literally own? That information alone doesn't mean much if we can't balance it against what you owe. What a company owes is referred to as number two, liabilities. For example, this is money you might owe back on something that you've borrowed. So we look at what the company owns, what it owes, and number three, shareholder equity. This is what other people own of the company. So by taking all these bits of information, we can see if a company is solvent. If a company is solvent, it should have enough assets at hand. It should own enough to be able to pay back its debts. Why is it called a balance sheet? Well, because the different components should balance. Assets should be equal to liabilities plus shareholder equity. So if solvency is having enough assets to pay back your liabilities, which can be checked through a company's balance sheet, insolvency is a state of financial distress in which a business is unable to pay their debts. Insolvency can arise from various situations that lead to poor cash flow, such as a coronavirus or crippling high interest rates. When faced with insolvency, a business can contact creditors directly and restructure debts to pay them off. So now you've got some accounting knowledge under your sleeve, let's look at exactly what's happening with Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse has spent the past few days battling social media rumors about the strength of its balance sheet, what we just spoke about, and trying to convince investors and clients that its plummeting share price and spiking credit default swaps are not telling the true story of the bank's health. So there are concerns over Credit Suisse's current balance sheet, and they have been quick to try to remedy or address these concerns. For example, the CEO said recently, I trust that you are not confusing our data 
day-to-day stock price performance with the strong capital base and liquidity position of the bank. In other words, the number of assets they have at hand to meet their liabilities. Of course, we have a tweet here by Spencer Jacob that says and compares the statement from the CEO with a statement from the Lehman Brothers CFO back in 2008, where he said our capital position at the moment is strong, perhaps experiencing some deja vu here and trying to state that what's coming next is going to be a similar disastrous consequence like what the Lehman Brothers experienced. So we've mentioned credit default swaps or CDS quite a few times now. Let's make sure we understand what this is as well. And then you'll have had an understanding of solvency, insolvency balance sheets and CDSs. A CDS is a derivative product. Ignore the derivative part if you want, just a product which serves as a form of insurance against the default of an underlying borrower or debt instrument. Bankers love to make things confusing, but it's no different to getting insurance on your car, for example. You, as the insurance buyer, pay periodic payments to the insurance seller, and in return, they promise you a certain outcome. If, for example, your car breaks down, or in this scenario, if the company in question goes insolvent, goes bankrupt, they pay you a certain amount of money. The more risky you are as an individual, the more money you have to pay for your insurance. A credit default swap spread is a graph that basically shows you how risky a company is. The more expensive it is or the higher the spread is to buy insurance on that company, the higher the likelihood of default is and the worse the current stay of the company in question is. Right now, the Credit Suisse CDS swap spreads are extremely high, indicating that if you want to buy insurance on this company's debt, it's going to be really expensive because the probability of default is really high. In fact, it is at a record high, really reflecting the fact that things for Credit Suisse are not looking good. So what does all this mean for you as a crypto investor? Honestly, not too much. There is so many bigger problems going on in the macro economy right now that those are going to continue to have more of a weight or stance on cryptocurrency than what happens to Credit Suisse. Not to mention, governments will be very quick to support and help bail out Credit Suisse in the event that it is really, really struggling. We've seen this time and time again, governments, entities step in place and stop banks from collapsing. Finally, if anything, it might be good news for the cryptocurrency markets, suggesting that cryptocurrency offers a better alternative to what these banks are providing. Hielvar, that is goodbye in Welsh. If anyone knows how to pronounce that, help.